Welcome to the State of Business with the Ohio Society of CPAs. I'm Jessica Salerno, Senior Content Manager at OSCPA, and this is the show where we bring you the latest news impacting the business and accounting world from top experts. And after you finish this episode, please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using to listen. In this episode, I spoke with Jim Merklin, a partner with Bober Marki Fedorovich, about the firm's experience with the minor league baseball industry. They've been working with the Akron Rubber Ducks for about seven years, and Jim said many aspects of the business are comparable to working with a small business. We discussed what it's like in the minor league baseball industry, how it's been impacted by the coronavirus pandemic, unique issues they face, and much more. Here's what Jim had to say about how his firm first got involved. Several years ago, when our local Akron Arrows baseball club was purchased by Ken Babby's Fast Forward Sports Group, uh, and that, of course, our Akron team is now named the, the Akron Rubber Ducks, uh, Ken expressed it was important uh, to him to be able to establish connections within the local uh, business community uh, to not only sur- uh, assure that his business's needs were being met, but also that those community businesses were being supported. Uh, my firm, uh, Bober Markey Fedorovich, was fortunate to be introduced to Ken by local area business and political leaders. Uh, and although we didn't have experience in minor league baseball at that time, we had ex- access to extensive resources through our affiliation with our global uh, accounting association, Alineal Global. Their significant sports franchise expertise allowed us to seamlessly serve this client uh, with our renowned uh, high level of service. And is there anything um, as you've gone about and worked with people uh, in the industry that you found to be unique that other people might not realize or think about? Um, Actually, yeah, there's a lot that's unique about this industry. Um, In serving Ken's group, I've had the opportunity to learn about the challenges in this unique industry and understand what success looks like to them. These teams need to be very creative. Uh, Interestingly enough, Ken has a marketing background serving a high-profile publication in Washington, D.C. And Ken, Jim Fander, and their team are really some of the smartest marketing folks that I've ever encountered. I've learned that team owners depend on more than just good weather and a packed house for a successful franchise. They need strong community relationships, advertising partnerships, attractive promotions, and thriving merchandise sales. They need to navigate a seasonal industry, volatile cash flow, and varying revenue streams. There are several specific areas about the industry that I consider to be very unique. First, uh, and something that fans might not be aware of, but the actual ball players and the coaches are not employees of the team but rather are employed by the major league teams under developmental contracts. The minor league team's responsibility, as with our Akron Rubber Ducks, is to provide the players and coaches with a great atmosphere while developing their skills to eventually perform at the major league level. In essence, the minor league teams are entertainment companies. They sell tickets to the public, advertising and other support to help ensure continuity of an excellent product in their marketplace concessions, team paraphernalia to their fans, etc. Another area is that even in these days of credit and debit cards being used so heavily, there's still a significant amount of cash in their daily operations, principally in use in the stadium on game days for tickets, concessions, and team shop purchases. 
because of this, having excellent internal controls over the handling of cash is really critical for the teams. A third area of importance is taxation. There are several areas that require special attention here, including organizational structure of the businesses uh, versus applying sales taxes. Careful planning is very important between the team and its advisors up front to ensure that the team not only complies with the rules, but also doesn't put themselves in an unnecessarily bad position. Unlike the major league teams, the minor league team, teams are truly small businesses. So if CPAs think about the nature of their small business clients, minor league teams have many of the same issues. And, and speaking to the level of creativity, the team is generally responsible for creating the unique, the unique food and team themed options that appear at their concession stands. Uh, one of the biggest ones that we have here in Akron is called the Screamer, which is a full-sized plastic, plastic baseball helmet filled with 21 scoops of ice cream, brownies, four bananas, whipped cream, and sprinkles. I've yet to tackle that one, but my son and three of his friends attempted and they couldn't finish it. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine anyone who could finish it. That sounds like so much food. You're not kidding. <laughs> So I'm curious, Jim, when you mentioned that these businesses are truly small businesses, is that something that you think uh, most people consider when they think of minor league baseball? Do you think they consider them as small businesses? I really don't think that they do think of them as small businesses. Uh, when, when you go up to a stadium, the stadium is a big place. Uh, and to the, uh, the common fan, you would think that there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and there is a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, but outside of the, the handling of cash that I mentioned to you, uh, the nature of their accounting can be very similar to what you would expect in a small business client. It also makes me think, you know, it's such a common refrain, you know, help support small businesses, support small businesses when you can, that this also translates to minor league baseball. Oh, absolutely. Um, and when, when you think about uh, the small businesses in our communities that have been impacted by the, uh, the pandemic, um, you know, they're right at the top of the list. Oh, absolutely. I think the the impact on just the sports industry in general, athletics has, has been huge. And it's been interesting, you know, hearing how, how different areas have dealt with it. But I mean, there's no one that hasn't been affected by it. No question. Um, what would you say are the most common areas that you usually are helping your clients in? Uh, well, certainly we work with our clients in the traditional areas. Uh, such as uh, for minor league baseball, the, uh, the National Association Standard Financial Report that's required. Uh, we also work with them on tax and financial statement preparation, reporting to team ownership. We also provide advisory services from helping our clients with bank financing considerations, team strategic issues, business acquisition considerations and developments, uh, cash flow projections and cash management consulting, concessions, season tickets, insurance analysis and risk management, contract analysis and evaluation, and of course, as of late, working through the PPP loan program applications and forgiveness applications. And I know that you just mentioned this earlier and we, we talked about the pandemic a little bit. How would you say the industry has reacted to it? 
Well, as you can imagine, uh, this, this is one of the industries that's uh, really been hit hard uh, as a result of the pandemic. Imagine any of your clients being told that their primary source of revenue is basically gone for an entire year, and I would say an entire year at least, with no hope of recovery of those lost revenues. Teams have had to be extremely creative to survive. Fortunately for our rubber ducks, Ken has positioned the team to weather the storm although certainly not without some wind damage along the way. So the minor league baseball teams have had to get really creative to be able to identify some revenue sources during the pandemic, such as hosting socially distanced movie nights, um, where you've got a, a, a great big screen out in the outfield and bring people in, keep them socially distanced, but let them sit in the, in the outfield or even in the stands and watch a, uh, watch a good movie with their kids. These opportunities, as you can imagine, have been very few and far between. But as you can also imagine, uh, some revenue is better than no revenue. And how do you, I know that, like we just mentioned, it's really tough during the, during the pandemic especially, but how are you helping your clients enhance their profitability? Frankly, the most important part is that it's important that we keep an, an open dialogue with our clients. Uh, getting interim financials from them and talking to them about current developments helps ensure, uh, pandemic or not, that we're, that we're on top of what's going on and help identify risks, trends, and opportunities within their businesses. We we've talked with many of our clients about, develop about developing financial dashboards so that they can identify those areas and be uh, able to respond or pivot quickly when they need to pivot quickly. And how would you say that that's a good chunk of time, the better part of a decade, how would you say that you've seen the industry kind of evolve over those years or has it evolved? Oh yes, it's absolutely evolved. I believe as, as time moves along, uh, technology will allow for automating many basic accounting needs for the business. Teams already benefit from automated reporting from cash collection technologies that exist through the banks. And as artificial intelligence becomes more mainstream, there's gonna be more analysis that can be automated, providing management with timely information that will enhance their ability to be able to make decisions quickly. As CPAs, our own investments in technology are critically important to ensure we're not only keeping up with developments in our profession, but stay ahead of the curve. Our philosophy has been uh, historically that we wanna be on the leading edge, not the bleeding edge. So while we might not want to necessarily be the first ones to tackle a technology, we'll be able to leverage the learning curves from others' trial and error, and then we can go for it. Those learning curves on new technologies uh, can, as uh, I think you can imagine, be pretty painful. Uh, but we also can't afford to wait too long or we risk falling behind. And when you talk about technology and the learning curve, is there anything that really comes to mind as far as, man, like this is something that we're really keeping our eye on? Well, we're certainly keeping our eye on all of the developments with regards to uh, new artificial intelligence. Um, and it's, uh, it's probably going a little, uh, a little, I don't know if I want to say slow, more slowly, but uh, a little more tentative. Uh, than, uh, than some people think, particularly for small businesses. Uh, but uh, it's clearly coming. And so it's, it's important that we keep our eyes on that uh, because uh, we, we stand at risk of falling behind the curve if we uh, are not keeping up with, uh, with what's going on in that area. 
you know, I think it was three years ago, there was really only one company out there that was offering any uh, artificial intelligence type of, uh, of, of service to the accounting industry. Uh, now, uh, two or three short years later, it's up to, I believe it's four companies. And I think over the next few years, we're, we're really gonna see that explode. Uh, just the opportunity, I believe, to be able to, uh, to use artificial intelligence to automate some of the basic functions is going to, uh, is really gonna dramatically uh, change how we do business. Another one of those technologies that I think that uh, lots of people have seen is that uh, when you go onto a website nowadays, uh, very often you might uh, see a, a little box down in the lower right-hand corner that asks you if you have any questions. Uh, these are, these bots, so to speak, are basically artificial intelligence that are allowing uh, people on their websites to, uh, to be able to respond to questions on a very quick basis and a very user-friendly basis. That's a technology that wasn't there a couple of years ago and it's rapidly evolving. And I know we talked about technology and, and talking about how the industry has evolved, but is there anything that you're particularly looking forward to as far as the minor league baseball industry in the, in the future or a trend or anything like that that you're excited about? Um, well, I'd say right now the, uh, the only trend that, uh, that gets me excited about minor league baseball is the, uh, the prospect that they'll be able to start up again uh, this coming spring. Uh, I know this has been a, a long and hard uh, year for uh, for our friends in minor in the minor leagues. Uh, uh, at least in the major at the major league level, uh, they were able to recoup some of their uh, revenues by playing a shortened season. Uh, that was not the case in the minor leagues. They had no such opportunity. Thank you to Jim for taking the time to speak more about his firm's experience in the minor league baseball industry. So, what did you think of the episode? You can let me know at jsalerno, J-S-A-L-E-R-N-O, at ohiocpa.com. And please rate and review us on whatever podcast app you're using. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks for listening.